Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today again. As always, hope you guys are staying healthy, as I'm sure you always are, and continuing to keep up with activities and daily health articles we're putting up on the website. I appreciate all the support, and thank you again for the emails and just the encouragement. Really appreciate it. Dad and I really like when we get positive emails. The <laughs> negative ones kind of just get deleted, which is part of doing this. I'm, so again, I, I'm behind on the emails. Yeah, he's, he's getting caught up on them as well. And thank you again for everything you do for us and be sure to check out the product of the week on the sale for the last day you guys voted it won the ultimate multiple powder this is a product of the week one of the best probably if not the best formulas you can get as far as when it comes to multi-formula mixes up really good tastes really good goes great with smoothies or you can just drink it straight a lot of times i drink it straight up right in the morning two scoops right when i get rolling or i throw in with a protein shake so be sure 15 percent off last day of sale is going to be today tomorrow the new winner will be updated as far as product of the week. And you guys voted on this one, and it is standby. Looks like the Natokinese. We'll be talking about that again. That's a great product. Helps out with the blood viscosity and also reducing blood clots. So we'll get into that more tomorrow. But again, be sure to check this out at healthmasters.com. And now I was talking to dad early before the show, and I said, you know, we were talking about yesterday how this just continual embarrassment of this country that we've been watching, it, it <laughs> never seems to stop. And obviously this is becoming a point now where it's intentional. This is about simply degrading and reducing the ability for anybody in America to be almost a proud American, which we should always be proud to be Americans and live here in this great country. But the bumbling buffoon Biden just never ceases to amaze everybody on how unbelievably stupid he can sound on national television. And you just shake your head. And the, the other day, I was going to pull it up here. I talked to him about on the Hagman show where he's at the podium and he goes, America can be summed up in one word. <laughs> and then he goes, the, the foothills of the Himalayas. And I'm like, what are you even saying? Like, I've had conversations with people that have been in nursing homes that have been more in-depth and intriguing than listening to this guy talk. And that's sad. And when you see this stuff, and then when you got the Department of Justice going, well, we can't, we can't prosecute Biden because he's just an old elderly man with bad memory. So it doesn't matter that he had troves of confidential documents in his garage beside his Corvette. You know, he, he's just an old man. He can't be responsible for himself. But, you know, he does have access to the nuclear football. and rides around on Air Force One, just decides about, guess what buttons he wants to push one day. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that that's complete and total farce because there's no way in heck they're letting him control anything remotely consistent with the Department of Defense. Because this guy wake up one day, decide he wants ice cream and go to push the, you know, the service button. He's going to push a nuclear launch button because he's such an idiot. But again, this is what they're constantly <laughs> doing and trying to make America look silly and it's irritating to me i just i want okay. to get that out this morning well, well, first of all first of all let's, let's be let's be you know candid here you're gonna have to do more than push a button to look well, I know, I know. <laughs> obviously not, i'm being sarcastic we, we, no, we don't want to scare everybody yeah. so, let's push that button. oh wow we're all dead now but uh in fact you know it's interesting the other day also i was watching this video and is uh a national alt media supposedly broadcaster had david Icke on. yeah, yeah. i like david Icke. He's got some wild stuff. Yeah. Now, I don't agree with everything David Icke says because David Icke's not a Christian. But David Icke is pretty much dead on on a lot of stuff that he talks about. I give him an, I give him an A. But, but what was interesting, apparently he had said something about this national broadcaster, and the national broadcaster was doing damage control because David Icke has like a cult following. He really does. He has a lot of listeners. 
you know, he's, he's taken arenas and sold them out with 20, 30,000 people speaking for like 10 and 12 hours. So a lot of people really listen to everything that he says. And he says the same thing that I say is that the entire theater show that we're dealing with right now is being controlled by outside forces. The, he calls them the cabal. I call them the Luciferian synagogue of Satan, Kabbalist, you know, whatever they want to be called, you know, worshipers of Baal, Moloch, Asherah. He just calls them the cabal. He wrote an excellent book that everyone needs to read. It's called The Trigger. And he uses 9-11 as a trigger for Mossad and these other secret agencies to come in and do what they've done. They run the world. They don't basically uh, pretend like they don't because they just do. You know, when we have all these dual citizens in Congress, all these other people that are running the world, and all of these government agencies that are being run by bureaucrats that are appointed, that are not elected, that cannot be taken out of office. This is a problem that we have in the United States. It's not Biden. It's not Trump. This is a theater show. This is basically, you know, worldwide wrestling, like we talked about, like the Super Bowl. The guy basically picks up Taylor Swift, you know, as a girlfriend. She's unbelievable liberal. He basically gets $20 million promoting vaccines. They basically win the Super Bowl, and now they're getting all this coverage. You think, well, that's not tied together. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, let me explain something to you. I I, I just don't even, I, I don't know how to even say this without sounding, you know, like a conspiracy theorist, I guess, Austin, but I mean, the reality is it's not really a conspiracy when it's fact, is it? How about conspiracy fact checker? About one of those. The entire planet is run by the same group of people. They also control BlackRock, State Street, the Vanguard, and the Bloodline families. They run everything. They own everything. They have for centuries. The, the problem is, is that they reward those who go in and do what they want them to do. They get incredible wealth. They get incredible notoriety. They, get, they don't get shadow banned like you know, we do on our show. All of this stuff happens to these guys on an ongoing basis because – it's meant to be so, you know, he deemed, they deem it so. And so when Taylor Swift, who many people believe she's a guy, whether she's a transgender or a tranny, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about Taylor Swift. I mean, I could give a flying flip what she does with her life. To me, she just, she just is awful. But, you know, but the thing about it is that she starts dating the quarterback of the guy who wins the Super Bowl. That's orchestrated, guys. And he's promoting, you know, the Pfizer shot and gets $20 million for that. It's all orchestrated. The NFL is not as it's not a sport. It's, it's, it's licensed as entertainment. They can do whatever they want to do. And the bookies in Vegas, they do whatever they want to do, and they make billions of dollars on these sports and these betting arenas. And so if we understand that and we look at it like that, we understand that it's a shill. So David Icke was right. And this, this guy was on there trying to get David Icke to endorse him again. Well, I'm your friend and you're my friend. David was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was so funny. So they bickered the entire interview together, and I'm sure that guy's going to pull that interview down. Because he basically was not being endorsed by Ike. He was being tolerated by Ike Uthel. Because Ike basically said he was a shill. He didn't say it out loud on that show, but apparently on one of other Dykes' podcasts he's done that. And see, when we understand that there aren't that many of us out there doing this, there are very few of us that are actually telling people, hey, look, Otto Kahn said in 1920 that the right-left paradigm is a facade, that the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan, which he implied, he said the Kabbalists, are the ones who run the entire show because they're the, also the ones that control the Masonic lodges. They're the ones that worship Lucifer. They're the ones who want a one world order under Lucifer. And when they deem it so, they make it happen, including whoever they want to have win the Super Bowl. Uh, Pastor Van Green, good friend of mine, he used to play for Cleveland, used to play for Buffalo in the NFL. He was, he was a defensive back. Uh, he basically told me one time after he'd gotten out, they wanted him to run numbers. They offered him a job and told him that all the NFL games were fixed. It's just it's just a big it's just a big money laundering is what it is as far as betting, and you know and, and the mafiosa groups run it. 
And so he said, no, he's not going to do it. Ever since he told me that, and this is 20 years ago, I've never watched football, professional football again. And then he said the major college games are fixed. And we see that. Look what happened to Florida State. Florida State goes out and wins the national championship in 2013 playing Auburn. They were calling our plays out from their sideline. The drafts were intentionally not calling horse collars and face masks in the last drive. We came back and won the game. And now Florida State, in my opinion, is still being punished. This is my opinion. Okay? Because now all of a sudden we win the ACC championship. We win and go undefeated for the entire season. And suddenly they don't put us in the playoff. And half our, you know, well, but about 10 members of our team decide that they're not going to play, you know, in the game they gave us as far as a bowl game. I can't blame them. I wouldn't have either. I mean, they've worked their butt off all year to be who they are and win all these games. And suddenly they're basically just discarded. Is that because of what happened in 2013? Are we still being punished for that? I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you the answer for that. But the reality is it all seems weird to me. Or, or could it just be that we have bad people that were voting on who we're supposed to be in the national championship? I don't know. But let me show you this. This is what this goes back to what Austin was saying. This is from the Daily Mail. Moment, lost puppy president. Now they're calling him a lost puppy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moment, the lost puppy president goes on a walkabout as he introduces Jordanian King to the podium during the press joint conference. So he's wandering around aimlessly on the podium, wondering what to do while the Jordanian King is supposed to be talking, and and just and just just making a buffoon of himself again and again and again. And you stop and you go. Could this group be this bad? And you say, well, yeah, it's pretty much this bad. But remember, Trump's cabinet was pretty bad, too. It was filled with CFR members, the Council on Foreign Relations. It was filled with people that were globalists. Trump did not have some great cabinet he put together with Ron Paul and Rand Paul and the rest of these people that are real true conservatives in the United States, which I don't think Rand Paul is as big a conservative as his dad was. But I think Ron Paul's legit. I was his precinct captain years and years ago when he was running for president here in Central Florida. Listen to this. I'm going to use some. I'm going to use some bad language here. I'm going to just read what it says. Okay, White House chaos. Susan writes, slammed, bitch ass, Becca over border. Biden exploded with rage. Apparently in January of 2023, Biden lost his stuff on Air Force One, exploding with rage at his team during a discussion on immigration because they couldn't produce obscure data on demand. The key takeaway is that infighting, blame-shifting, and indecision has gotten in the way of fixing the migrant crisis they added. In short, Biden and his temper are to blame for the border crisis, and his team is a bunch of morons. Biden's furious subsided, and aides scrambled for the information he wanted. People in the meeting later told others in frustration that his winding process and irritability were making it more difficult to reach decisions about the border. What's more, the rolling chaos along the border has grown to the point that Biden now is embracing immigration policies he ran against in 2020, such as restricting asylum laws and suggesting he'll shut down the border as the crisis threatens his reelection. According to the report, as the immigration crisis began to slowly build, nobody in the administration wanted to own the hot potato issue. Heaven forbid border czar Kamala Harris gets off her knees and imagine what could be unburdened by her sheer incompetence. I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything about what she's doing on her knees. That's they talked about it before. They joked about it. Susan Rice called the HHS secretary. Becara, a blank, 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 HVP teams made it clear her responsibilities began and ended with root causes in just three north, northern triangle counties in Mexico. Now, I'm going to stop here for the second. I'm not going to read this article. You guys can read it. Here's why Biden is acting like this, and this is why he goes with rage, if any of this is true. This is all happening on Air Force One in a closed environment. There weren't people that are videotaping this. When people become senile and when people have dementia, and when people start getting really, really old in a nursing home, they get very frustrated very easily 
because they can't remember. And they start trying to blame shift and yell and scream, or they start calling people by the wrong names. I saw it happen many, many times when I was in the nursing home with my mother. You know, they start to lose their stuff. They don't know where they are anymore. They don't know what they're doing anymore. And they are frustrated because they remember how their brain used to work. It doesn't work like that anymore. So now they've got to blame shift and put it on somebody else. This is where it is. White House chaos. Susan Rice slammed. Biden exploded with rage because he's not getting what he wants. In other words, he probably really needed a bowl of ice cream, Austin. You know, he really needed something, a puppy to play with, some Play-Doh to play with in the corner. <laughs> he needed to be sit down and put on more medication. But what they did is they gave him information that he couldn't sort. He couldn't comprehend it because he can't remember. So therefore, he goes nuts. Because maybe in some weird recess of his brain, he realizes that he might just be the president of the United States, <laughs> but he doesn't know what to do with it anymore because he's so lost mentally. This is a sad state of affairs for the United States of America that our yeah. commander-in-chief is at this level of incompetence. And the world sees this as basically the fool walking around on a platform, the lost puppy that we have to deal with. So my, yeah. uh, my, uh, my, my combination to David Icke, I wish I could get the man saved. I'd like to talk to him. But the reality is, is that he really hammered that last show host he was on with. We'll see if the show host pulls the show down. But he's right. When a person will not say anything against Israel, when a person will not come in and talk about the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan on an ongoing basis, when a person is basically sitting here and not talking about the rebuilding of the third temple in detail and not talking about who runs the Masonic lodges and who's doing all of this stuff or won't talk about Samuel Untermeyer or won't talk about any of the things that have happened in the last hundred years as far as push, pushing and promoting this. And then this host, host says something about his, I think David Icke's daughter or somebody had died in his family. And he says, oh, she's, the host says, oh, she's transcended or whatever he said. It's like that Johnny Depp movie, Transcendence. I mean, this is nonsense. Nobody transcends. I don't know what they do that, what they use that term for. You go to heaven or you don't. You're in covenant with the Most High God or you're not. You actually go directly to the God when you die or you don't. There's no transcendence. You just leave this earth and you go somewhere else. Maybe he's calling it that. I don't know. But that sounds awful new agey to me. It sounds, in fact, it sounds real new agey to me. So now you have to ask yourself a question. This host who claims to be a Christian but loves to use filthy language, this host who claims to be a Christian but loves to hang out with weirdos, this host who claims to be a Christian but does all kinds of crazy stuff on a show that's not very Christian, is he really even saved? And that he doesn't even marry Christian women. So that's the problem that you have here. Ask yourself a question. They're leaving clues. Everybody who's on, like with me, I was married for a long time to a wonderful woman. I mean, I go to church every Sunday. You guys can look at me on the front row if you want to watch the Lutheran service. I've posted it before. You know, I take communion every Sunday. I do what I'm supposed to do. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. We're both sinners and saints on this world. But the reality is, is that we have to try to do what's right because God, he looked at you by your heart, by what your heart wants. And I try to do the best I can with my heart on this show every single day because I want you guys to know I'm real. I'm never going to endorse the clown circus show. Now, if you want to vote for Donald Trump because you like him better than Biden, but you don't think he's really in charge, or you just want to see Melania back in the White House, that beautiful blue dress and gloves that she had on the last inauguration that, he, that Trump had back in 20, 2020 or 2016 was amazing. So if you want to see all that, okay, I'm in, whatever you want to do. But don't think that Donald Trump, who had more CFR members in his administration than any other president in history, is going to come in and rescue us from this. The Council on Foreign Relations is committed to a one-world government. He had those people in his administration at the highest level ever in the history of any presidency that we can find. Don't think he's going to come in and fix this. This is a circus show. It's a clown show. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. What do you think? <laughs> no, it's exactly what it is. That's why you got you know Biden running around you know mumbling on himself. That's why you've got this massive, massive push now to normalize the this whole transgender 
weird nonsense. And what's funny, you know, yesterday I brought up on the show, I talked to you guys about the shooting that was the mass shoot, I guess it was stopped at Joel Osteen's church by two off-duty security officers that they actually neutralized this threat really fast. I was proud of them. They was all they were carrying were handguns. This crazy lady came in with a child and uh, basically an AR and a backpack and a trench coat, apparently started open fire and they dropped her fairly quick. Well, ironically, remember I told you guys yesterday, I said, it's weird how that whole shooting, considering the fact it was with an AR and considering the fact it was at a church and considering the fact that probably would have gotten all this media coverage under normal conditions. Oh, well, we find out now that the shooter was Janessa Morano, who is basically a 36 year old long-term criminal who also identified as Jeffrey. She's been a long-standing transgender on social media, completely and totally nuts has a background mugshots out the wazoo all the way from battery and assault, drug charges, previous weapons charges, wasn't even supposed to be carrying or owning a firearm in general. And yet she went in this church to go do harm because essentially she's nuts. This is the concept that America really has to kind of take a step back from with this push that they're trying to normalize. And you got to look at it and go, you know, are we going to sit back and actually justifiably normalize and endorse you know, mental disorders and expect them to be basically the forefront of, you know, changing things and the forefront of basically inclusion. No, you can't. If somebody's got a mental problem, they really need mental help. Then by all means, you need to help them out the best you can and try to get them support. But sitting around trying to normalize it and justify it doesn't make it, it doesn't make you some hero. It doesn't make it some great thing that you're trying to do. It just means that you're going along with the stupidity that the mainstream media has continually indoctrinated you to accept. For a perfect example, down here in Florida, you know, everybody's, you got the DMV before. That DMV is not usually the fun place to go. Nobody really gets up and goes, man, I'm so stoked to go to the DMV today. Go get registration or title work. Nobody really does. But, you know, you get going, you set up a time, you're planning on going, you got to go pay your registration so you can drive on roads, I guess, that don't have potholes. That's how I justify it. And, you know, you have a decent road to drive on, pay your fees for a vehicle, whatever. So imagine pulling up to the DMV. You're already getting ready to handle it. You're already like, okay, let's get this over with. And you pull into the driveway, you pull in the parking lot, and the driveway in the parking lot is littered with people laying on the ground, holding up signs, talking about how they're proud to be transgender, and they're opposing the new Florida law that prevents them from being able to change their sex on their driver's license because they're mentally disabled in the mind. Yes, that just happened. If you saw the photos, multiple DMVs in Florida had massive protests from transgender individuals that literally laid out in the entire parking lot so nobody could get in the driveway to park to handle the registration because they were protesting the fact that now in Florida, you are no longer allowed to make your changes and go from male to female back and forth on your license as you see deem it based on whatever, uh, I guess, I don't know how you feel today. So this is something that, again, goes back to exactly what I've talked about with changing the mindset and the concept of normality and science and removing it so you can bring in more perversion and more decadency and more more just confusion to the general population. Because when you deal with somebody that is mentally disabled, you need to be there to support them and help them. But you don't have to go along with their fantasy and go along and sit there and say, yes, absolutely. We're going to do everything we can to cater to your fantasy so we can make you feel like you're living in your own little world and make you feel better about yourself. You simply have to say, listen, this is what it is. We're willing to work with you to try to help you get help, but we're not going to change our entire life and fabric of society and science because you've got a mental disorder. It's just a concept that really needs to be addressed, Ed. What do you think? Well, you know, the crazy part about it, Austin, is, you know, you know, I could tell you right now that I'm going to be a woman tomorrow. Right. I could deem it so. That's insanity. 
you know, you, it's time to put Ted away. You know, and the problem is now Ted can do that and say it's okay because it's all right to be whatever I want to be, whatever I want to be, which is nonsense because you were born a female, you were born a male. It's the way, the way it is. Now, mind you, there are a lot of people out there, they don't want to be a male or they don't want to be a female. It doesn't make any difference. It's what they are. Unless they were born as an hermaphrodite. That's a problem because yep. of the hormones in the food supply. And I've addressed that many, many times. So that's a small percentage. That's a small percentage, though. But it is getting larger because of the hormones they're putting in the women when they're pregnant. So, in other words, the little boy can't have the proper sexual characteristics he's supposed to have because the woman was eating estrogen or soy or whatever when she was pregnant with his child. And estrogen and testosterone are antagonistic. But I've done entire shows on that, so I'm not going to go into that right now. That's one of the only reasons that I give a little bit of slack to these guys who were basically a victim of the doggone petrochemical industry and what was given to the mother because the mother didn't know. But then you got to ask yourself another question. The evidence out there is so real that, you know, why aren't people looking at it? You know, I have another friend of mine who has a son who may be being diagnosed with POTS disease now. And that's a neurological disorder. It can actually affect the heart and arrhythmias in the heart and cause all kinds of blood pressure ups and downs and drops. And it's directly linked, some people now are saying, to the COVID shot. I covered this last summer. And so I've, this, I've, I've run into multiple people now with POTS disease. And I had to look up what POTS disease was. I had no idea. I never even heard of it. See, and this is a problem that we have now. We've got all of these other neurological problems and systems that are happening to people because they decided to take the COVID shot. Now, a lot of these people did it because they thought they were doing the right thing because they didn't listen to you know, alt media. They were listening to mainstream media all the time or they wanted to be able to travel. But the reality is it doesn't make any difference. If you're in an automobile accident because you were drunk and you lose a left arm, you can't start your arm. It's not going to grow back. In fact, it's 100% unless God does some miraculous recovery for you. But the reality is this. Nobody wants to think about that because they don't want to be responsible for their own actions. They have all these people now with all these diseases like myocarditis, pericarditis, and now the CDC covered up its own research on myocarditis and what would happen to the people who took the vaccines back in 2021. They covered it up and didn't release it because they knew it was a problem. But again, is this all part of the globalist agenda, the globalists being the Luciferian synagogue of Satan? Let's call them who they are. Okay? They're the scum of the planet is what they are. Is it their agenda to reduce the population of the planet? The answer is a resounding yes. That's what they want. There's too many of us, quote, useless eaters, according to the unbelievably horrid Henry Kissinger, who basically was responsible for the deaths of millions of people with his bombing campaigns in Southeast Asia. All of these things that are going on right now are all orchestrated. And that's what David Icke was trying to tell this show host, who's still doing that paradigm of left-right. <clears throat> it's the Democrats against the Republicans. Okay? Mankow Mueller told me years ago, Mankow is a great friend of mine. Eric Mueller, he told me, he said, Ted, he goes, you can get a huge platform built in mainstream media if you galvanize, if you're all Republican or you're all Democrat, if you basically cause people to be separated and don't bring unity to the population, don't tell the people the truth of what's really going on, and you, may, you, may remain, you maintain partisanship, you maintain, maintain partisanship. He says, what happens is they'll give you more and more and more bandwidth that you get bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you go down the middle and you go, well, Trump did this wrong, well, Biden did this wrong. They're both doing these things wrong. They both have CFR members in their cabinet. You know, they're both doing this. They're both doing that. They won't let you do that because when you do that, it educates the consumer and it educates the mainstream population as to what's really going on. And they don't want you to do that. They want everybody dumbed down. Like George Carlin says, they don't want an educated population capable of critical thinking. They want people so dumbed down that they can still run the machines and do what they're told to do. That's the key. And that's what David Icke is trying to say. And I'd say the same thing. It's all a theater show like Otto Kahn They control both the left and the right, the Republicans and the Democrats, and they hold the earth by its axis, and they do whatever they want to do to control the narrative and the outcome. Look at this. They're, this is how blatant they are. 
this is this is Daily Mail, full page art on this. CIA, Mossad, and Qatar hold a quartet meeting with Egypt to discuss the truce in Gaza ahead of the Israel offensive in Rafah. CIA, Mossad directors William Burns and David Barnes met in Qatar, PM in Cairo. They discussed plans for a new ceasefire amid mounting international pressure. Wait a minute. This top officials from Israel and the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt met today to make plans for another ceasefire as international pressure mounts for a truce in a war-torn Gaza amid the Israeli Defense Forces operation against Hamas. CIA Director William Burns, why is he involved in this? Mossad Chief David Barnea, why is he involved in this? And Qatar Prime Minister, why is he involved in this? Mohammed bin Abu Habo, whatever his name is, you know, this, he's met Egyptian officials in Cairo, according to the al Qaeda News, which has links to the Egyptian intelligence. So we have to ask ourselves a question. You know, who's really running the show if these guys are out there making decisions of what they're going to do? Who's really running the show and all of this stuff? And we've got to understand this, and we've got to realize that we've got to ask ourselves those hard questions. You know, and we have to see what they're doing with their lesser and white magic. They always tell us what they're going to do in advance so that they don't, are not held accountable on the other side of the veil, which is what they believe. Why is CIA Mossad determining policy? I'm just asking you that question. Well, that's because I'm telling you why. Because they run the show. When haven't they determined policy? Right, right. <laughs> the CIA was the ones that were directly responsible, remember, for the assassination of John F. Kennedy, him and that doggone weirdo Lyndon Johnson, and all the rest that happened back in the 60s. That's when we had our last true president of the United States taken out by the deep state was with John F. Kennedy, who, by the way, is a Democrat, who still remains to this day my favorite president. So all of this stuff is so important that we understand what's happening, what's happening now, and what's happening all of the time with all of these people. Super, super important that we stay frosty, we pay attention to what we're doing, and we don't allow the new world order, the deep state, the Kabbalah's Luciferian synagogue of Satan, which controls almost 90% of the media, 97% of the media globally, to tell us what we're going to believe and what we're not going to believe. Always ask questions. Now, I'm not talking about being negative. Just ask questions. Who benefits from this? Who makes the money from this? And why should I listen to them? Who can't you criticize? Who can't you criticize? That's always when I tell everybody, find out who you're not allowed to talk about. Find out who you can't criticize. Find out what you're not allowed to essentially push questions on. And you'll find out really quick who runs the show. Also, too, this is other news. This is something very interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see what a lot of my listeners say on this. I want you guys to send me some emails what your opinion is. Social media ban for those under 16 years old actually moves forward in the Florida Senate. But DeSantis airs concerns about legality. This is very interesting here. Florida senators have moved forward with a proposed bill that will ban people under 16 from using social media platforms with addictive features. Ron Santos has basically questioned some of the aspects of the bill. However, it was proposed and it passed 106 to 13 in the Senate last week, which is a pretty strong support for it now. And what's interesting about it is the, under the legislation, any platform that allows minors to upload material, interact with others, or use addictive features designed to cause excessive or compulsive use would be banned. Monitoring personal data, and this is something that is, is interesting to me, monitoring personal data for minors up to the age of 18 would also become illegal, including microphone and camera data, collecting, selecting, and sh selling and sharing geographic information on underage users. The bill essentially allows supporters of the policy says serious action is needed to protect children from social media platforms with addictive features. They said when they would say here, features have been likened to other addictions as such as smoking or gambling. And this is very accurate. I have to agree with them on this. I told you guys before I did research back on Facebook and a lot of the platforms 79 years ago. And if you went back and looked at the detail and the background of the algorithm on it, they based a lot of these platforms off the same gambling aspects they do with slot machines 
where you know you've got the likes, you've got the hearts, you've got the comments, you've got the emojis, you've got all this positive reinforcement anytime you post something and you continually are geared to post more and more things more and more often to get more and more likes and views and hits and subscribes and so forth, right? Now, obviously, social media can be very beneficial as far as getting the platform out there, getting truth out there, alternative media out there, business aspects. There's all kinds of positives. I'm not knocking it all the way. However, I have told you before, young children getting on these platforms is highly addictive, and it really causes issues as far as with brain development. The only other factor that's not really addressing in here isn't just the social media factor on this under 16. It's all the screen time usage. Screen time usage is unbelievably horrific for young children, especially excessive screen time usage. Coupled with social media platforms, it can be detrimental to the brain and the brain and chemicals in the brain. What we're watching now is the next generation that's going to be a full-blown idiot. You know, I've watched now the generation behind me that pretty much grew up with iPhones now. When we grew up, we didn't have iPhones. I remember when I got a Razor when I was like 19, I think when I was in college, Razor flip phone. And that was like the baddest phone you could possibly get. You know, with like a little grainy photos you could put on. It's like taking like a potato phone now. And so these younger kids, the generation behind me, they don't know anything different besides an iPhone. And they've now allowed their young children that they're having now in their 20s to run up on these iPhones and these iPads 24-7. The other day I was out and there was a, like a family, a husband and wife, I'm assuming, and they had a child in their stroller. And this child couldn't be more than probably a year and a half, two years old. And they actually had a mount on the stroller to hold the iPad so the child didn't even have to touch the iPad. It was just laying there a year and a half old, staring at the iPad while they pushed it the stroller. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you've done any research, that is incredibly unhealthy for a young child to sit there and stare at a screen, much less they're not getting any type of outside perception, any type of engagement. They're not able to actually see anything in the real world. They're out and about in a stroller, which in most cases, they'd stay pretty calm and collect and look around and have all types of engagements, but they can't because they have an iPad shoved in their face. That generation, my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen with them. So I'm very curious to see this as far as where you have kind of the aspect of one argument of government censorship saying someone under the age of 16 can't use these platforms, but I also know what these platforms are used for, and I do have a serious issue with collecting data and microphone and camera usage and geographical location on individuals under 18 and then being able to sell it, which all of these social media platforms do in their terms and conditions. They're very, very open about what they do with these platforms. And so, again, this is something that I'm very curious to see. So give me your, uh, your, your opinion on it. I'm very curious to see everybody's opinion. There's also been advocates that have been talking about more of if children want to be able to have access to these social media platforms, they have to get full parental consent as far as parents signing off on it the issue with that is, and again, the parents are signing off on their data being sold, but they can't get these platforms unless their parents sign off on it. Very strange world we're into because, again, this is going to cause significant detrimental side effects with overusage. However, though, in this new world, I guess you could say that we're coming into, social media plays a very pivotal role in a lot of media and a lot of business and a lot of engagements and a lot of interaction. So you've got this balance that you're trying to figure out. So, again, where do you allow it to stand? How much government intrusion do you allow? And how much restrictions do you allow on these certain platforms? Just my opinion on it. You guys send me some emails. What do you think, Dad? It's kind of like trying to legislate morality. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, yes, I think we should have restrictions, but why in the world should we have to have the government, government do right. the, to do what the parents are supposed to do? Correct. So, I mean, so it's, it's, like, it's like trying to get somebody saved or trying to get somebody baptized or trying to get somebody to accept Christ. That's got to be no choice. Church. You know, you can force them when they're young. Yeah, you can't. You, you got a six-year-old. They can't say much to you. Put them in the car, take them to church. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but when they're 16 years old, they don't want to go to church anymore. Now you got a problem. 
Yeah. Now they're going to want to argue. They're going to fight. They're going to get all mad at you. They want to get your face. They want to get sent off to, you know, reform school. I mean, all these crazy things happen until you try to realize that you can't legislate morality. You can't legislate to do what's right. It's the same thing. Are we going to pass laws now to stop parents from giving them children, their children, 76 vaccines? Yeah. I'm asking the question. Is that where that's, is that where they're going with this? And don't get me wrong. I believe there should be some type of restraint, some kind of thing in place. And it's not because it needs to be that way, but it's because the parents haven't done their job. Correct. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so, you know, that, that's the problem. And I, and I see this all the time with kids who want to play video games. I remember, you know, with you and Harris, you guys like to play Call of Duty or whatever it was when you guys were little. Finally, I, it was an old school, too, by the way. The one that, the, the graphics on it were far, far lower and than that. I finally now. realized that it was just too much time on I said, no more. And the same thing happened with Harrison. I said, people yeah. are getting real aggressive about stuff. And I said, no, this is not okay. Because you start to immerse yourself into that video culture, and you start thinking that you're in that type of world all the time. When you got to have breaks, that's been one of the, the topics of these, these kind of studies where they look at children and they look at social media platforms and they look at also video game usage is there has to be very limited exposure. It cannot go on for three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours at a time. It's got to be used more as a tool, not a crutch. If it's something, they get all their homework done, they go get their chores done, they go work, they go do this, they go do that, and they want to spend 30 minutes or an hour on it, you're going to have negative side effects. Probably not because you're very limited, but just having open platform that you can do whatever you want as long as you want, stay up till four in the morning on these video games or on social media it's very negative. Even for teenagers, they're even getting older and already starting to get hardwired. Well, and plus they want to sit in their parents' basement when they're 40 years old yeah. playing video games. And because that's their world. And, and, some, and some of the people basically have actually died while playing the game. Yeah. You know, we've read about that. You know, you get to the point where you've been eating Hot Pockets and not drinking back. Yeah, not moving. Not moving and not doing anything, and you're on it for four or five you days. Heart attack. Sleep and you just die. And so it's, it gets to that point of being addicted. By the way, this is, I was going to not talk about this again, but I, this has got a pretty good topic here. I want to cover it. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this is a this is a pretty article. It says Joe Biden is the perfect mascot for diversity, equity, and inclusion. An angry, confused, and incompetent chief dolt and grand poobah of a backward system where the least <laughs> where the least capable destroys everything else. With respect for authority, dies suddenly. Old orders die too. It says this is a good article. I got an shirk, and it says, well, I guess we know where the Federal Aviation Administration got the idea to fill cockpits with pilots suffering from psychological disorders and mental deficiencies. The FFA has been watching dementia Joe Biden fly the United States directly into the ground for three years and decided to do it for civil aviation while what the White House has done for peace and prosperity. Nothing better reflects a crash and bum leadership style that elevating unqualified people in positions where they can do the most harm. Peter Prince, we could say. It worked for the West Wing, the Pentagon, and the Treasury Department. Why not for the agents responsible for air traffic control and passenger safety? What could possibly go wrong? I remember... Um, I was taking my uh, pilot exam, and the guy asked me, what is, you know, CTIP is an acronym. And I, and I looked at him, and I said, uh, I'm not sure. Is that a radio frequency? Is that the name of an airport? I've not heard the term ever before in all my training. He goes, no, that means controlled flight into terrain. Say it again, controlled flight into terrain. And I, said, and I said, well, I know what that means. That means you fly knowingly into the side of a mountain because you think you're on the right heading or you think you're doing whatever. And you're not basically out of control. You're flying it, and you fly it into the ground. You fly it into a mountain. You fly it into a situation where the plane's going to crash. That's exactly what happened. That happened with Colby Bryant. It was controlled flight into train with a helicopter rather than just having the helicopter stop, go on autopilot, or just go up and hover. It just he flew it right into the side of a mountain, which some people really believe that that thing was actually taken over by a remote control person. Now I don't know about all that, but 
it's a weird situation because Colby Bryant was going to church. He was talking about Christ. He was talking about Christ. He was going to communion. He was hanging out with Kanye West. Suddenly, Colby Bryant, who's worth like $600 million, is gone. He had already done a video about unleashing the demon or the beast inside of you. It's all this new age stuff. So when I read an article like this, it's absolutely the truth. It says, oh, sure, perhaps flyers will die more frequently in fiery collisions or when unbolted aircraft doors shoot off of the clouds. (laughs) But at least they will leave this mortal coil knowing that the people who build and the pilot consumer aircraft represent such an amazing infusion of diversity that even the dumbest and most temperamentally unstable among us have been included in the life and thrust and trust exercise without falling out of the sky. That's what real equity retires, redistributing the earned responsibility of those who have demonstrated merit and commitment to those who have demonstrated mediocrity and unreliability. It's why the globalists forced this DEI, diversity, equity, and conclusion, BARF, across the public and private sectors, and it should be more actually returned to DIE, D-I-E, because whether the deadly acronym dilutes excellence, living safety becomes less likely. Come to think of it, Joe Biden is Dodge's perfect mascot. He's angry. He's confused. He's incompetent. He's an old chief dolt, grand poobah of a backward system where the least capable in society thrive. Given the U.S. government's love affair with censorship and propaganda, I sometimes imagine future historians piercing through the shards of Western civilization in order to understand the reasons for its collapse. According to the prevailing narrative, Everything right now is tremendously great. Okay? We are told that the economy is strong, that crime is under control, that our borders are secure, that paying 20 bucks for a fast food hamburger is cheap, and that endless war produces endless peace. According to the news media, Americans have never had it so good. How then, a third of millennial anthropologists may wonder, did everything go to put so quickly? To put is German word for broken. It's a funny part. article. Well, no, it's a good article. It's very well written. I'm going to post it. The thing about it is, is that he's saying the same things that we're saying. Joe Mascot is the perfect mascot for DEI, which should be now called DIE. You're putting people in the cockpits. Like I, I, did it, I did it the other day. I talked about it two or three weeks ago. I was talking about how you put a transgender pilot in the cockpit. He's mentally unstable to start with. He wouldn't be a tranny. And suddenly, you know, there's a problem with the airplane. He jumps up, starts screaming and crying, and runs to the back and gets to the bathroom and hides. And suddenly there's nobody in the left seat. And all of a sudden, now, if I hope he's assuming that the, the co-pilot's not a tranny, he does the same thing. He runs in the back, goes in the other bathroom. We hope we get through this. Okay, this has been an absolute mess. Wait a minute. Pilots aren't supposed to be like that. You're supposed to be Iceman when you're in the cockpit. Your responsibility is to land the plane safely. Your responsibility is to fly the aircraft. It's not to go run in the back and cry. I mean, you don't do that. So I'm amazed. But you know, we can understand, if that happens... Everybody on the plane should feel privileged to be able to die in the plane because, you know, it was diverse. And you remember, you remember, <laughs> you remember years ago, we were flying to North Carolina. We lost our instruments. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was, was pilot in command, lost my instruments, lost my you battery. pumping the gear down, man. Yeah, and, you know, and, and you're sleeping in the back, and I'm, and I'm basically, you know, circling the runway. I can't yeah. find a runway on my iPad because all my, all my instruments are gone. And suddenly, you know, you said to me, well, what, what's going on? I said, we're having an emergency landing. Said, put your seatbelt on. Said, put your seat belt. No, you, you said, should I put that my seatbelt on? Yeah. I said, yeah. yeah. And I said, I told, I told Sharon, open the doors and lock them so they don't get closed and we don't get jammed in the plane because I don't know if the gear is going to stay up when we touch down. Yeah. And, I, and I'm as cold as I am right no, now. No, you were. It, you didn't, your tonal flexion didn't even change no, the entire time. I, I, and I remember you said, are you, are, you, are you nervous? I said, no. I said, I've got to land the plane. This is my responsibility. Yeah. It's not to jump. I said, and I looked at you. I remember I said, I turned around and looked at you. I said, awesome. I am the only pilot yeah. on this plane. <laughs> I said, I have to land the aircraft. Well, yeah, well, what if I don't? You jump in the back seat with me and you go, Austin, I'm not doing this. I'm like, ah, okay. Where the parachute's I at? A, I have a friend of mine. He had, a, he had an RV. <laughs> and uh, this is a funny story. It's a true story. 
And uh, he basically had a 16-year-old kid or 15-year-old kid helping him drive the RV. The kid got tired of driving the RV, jumped out of the driver's seat, ran to the back. The dad had to go grab the steering wheel oh because he's afraid he's going to lose the RV and hit the hit Oh, the my gosh. And, uh, you know, and see, that's the problem when you're dealing with incompetence and people that don't make good choices yeah. or, good, or with kids. So, I mean, so, yes, so we landed the plane. I remember the FFA called me up, and they did an investigation on this quote, emergency landing I had. And I said, why are you calling me up? Everything's fine. They said, well, we want to know why you're not dead. Yeah. That's what they asked me. We want to know why, how you've managed to do this. Well, they had the fire trucks and everything there when we oh, landed. We had the, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they had called everybody in. They thought, they thought we were going to be leaving a smoking hole. I said, I didn't have a deal. I said, I experienced intermittent electrical failure, and I landed the plane without incident. That was my statement. <laughs> and uh, I'll repeat it. I had intermittent electrical failure, and I landed the plane without incident. And they're like, well, we just were really curious how you did that. Anything well, else see, you want to say? Nope. Else, <laughs> I, said, I said, I don't have anything else to say without my attorney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. And see, and this is the problem, like you see in this article, when you put these people that are mentally unstable in a cockpit and you give them the responsibility of landing an aircraft with hundreds, hundreds of, people, of people, yeah. You know, you know, it's one of those things. Is do you, if I, I have to be honest with you, if I got on an airplane, if I did this, if I got on an airplane and I saw a tranny in a pilot's uniform walk in the front, I would get off the aircraft. Yeah, I can't argue with you on that one. I mean, if the guy comes in, you know, with his little feathers on and all the other stuff, and he's got his pilot uniform underneath this, and he's got his makeup on, and he's got his false implants in, and all the rest of this, I'm going to be like, yeah, how about I just get off the plane right now? I'll take another flight. And, hey, uh, if you're flying with me, we're all getting off the plane now. And I would say, I would make a pronouncement. I would go to the back. I would, go, I would, I would stand there, and I'd go, I'd call out. I suggest everybody gets off this oh, airplane, but you do what you want to do. I'd leave. The air marshal's called on you. Yeah, well, no, I'd already <laughs> off. Yeah. You know, i say, we have a tranny running the plane here. He's wearing feathers and false breasts and wearing makeup. And uh, if you want him to fly you around, I'm a pilot. I don't want him to fly me around. I'm out. I'd, I'd leave. And you think, well, that would, be, that would be terribly, terribly biased towards that tranny. Okay? They're like, here. You can at least reward yourself as you're going down, yes. you, you know, to crash, that you were basically inclusive with the tranny flying the plane. Not on my watch, Austin. What do you think? No, you're, you're spot on with it. And then take it a step further. Now, now they're having the individuals that are building the planes in the same program. <laughs> so now, now we got the pilots and the builders of the plane. Uh, this, this is not good. Not good. Screw so hold up. Yeah, yeah hold doors flowing open. And, you know, earlier you're talking about different types of chemicals and stuff and as far as that are being exposed to all of us all the time. This is actually a positive article. Dicamba, which I've talked about for years. This is crazy because the court – finally, once again, ruled that dicamba can no longer be used. The ruling was last week in the U.S. District Court of Arizona in Tucson overturned the EPA's 2020 reapproval of the pesticide, which included application restrictions. Now, what's crazy about this, dicamba is unbelievably volatile pesticide. One of the biggest things they run into with dicamba is drift-prone because it basically drifts everywhere. It's, it's a very light pesticide, and it compromises numerous other farms around the area. Now, it's crazy about this. The EPA first approved this in 2017 for spraying on cotton and soybean crops. They're genetically engineered by Monsanto to survive what would otherwise be a deadly dose. Now, here's the irony, and I'll get more into this ruling in a second because it's really positive. But here's the irony of this. You got the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, that comes in and says, we have a pesticide. We have, you know, basically a, a, a compound, a pesticide that's so toxic, so toxic. You spray it on any living plant that's not genetically modified in a lab, it's going to kill it. it. Kills everything. Okay. We're going to spray this on the food that you're going to eat because, well, it's science. It's safe. 
and we're going to continually keep reapproving it to use it as much as you want, even though we know it's drift prone, even get on other crops that aren't GMO because we're the EPA and we know it's best for you. But if you have a vehicle that has a diesel engine and it's got a particular filter on it, if you touch that filter, you do anything that even modifies your truck, oh, you're going to prison. Right to jail. Yeah, right to jail. Prison. Go. Fine. You go to jail. Can't do that. But, you know, Dicam is healthy for you because it's safe and effective. This, again, is another slap in the EPA's face, which good riddance. They need to get slapped on a regular basis with their moronic behavior. They constantly approve all the time. And so, again, this is a very, very serious problem with these compounds. And, again, I'm really glad to see Dicamba allegedly off the market for the time being. I'm sure Monsanto is going to try to appeal this because this goes back into what we've seen now with glyphosate, which has been another horrific disaster on the ecosystem and human life and plants and everything. Glyphosate exposure, this is a study that was just published in Environmental Research, and they find association between adverse neurodevelopment, including brain function development among infants and children with exposure to glyphosate during pregnancy. This again, another article discussing how bad a compound was that the EPA approved for human consumption, not just pollution control in a truck. This is the food we eat. The study went into detail looking at the neurodevelopment becomes more pronounced at 24 months and two or two years. The increased prevalence of neurodevelopment disorders in the U.S. has raised concerns about the impact of toxic exposure on child development. So what Dad was just talking about earlier when it comes to these young children. They said, given the disproportionate exposure burden in the U.S., children essentially are more likely to face harmful threats now from so many outside exposures. They said NDDs, neurological disorders, that are now being linked to glyphosate include brain and attention deficit disorder, autism, learning disorder, intellectual disability, cognitive impairment, conduct disorders, cerebral palsy, and challenges related to vision and hearing. Gl given glyphosate's wide usage, further investigation and the impact of gestational glyphosate exposure on neuro neurodevelopment is extremely warranted and must be done. This goes back to another reason why I say you've got to do research on the food you're eating. You really want to do the best you can to try to eat organic. Are some organic foods contaminated with this compound? Yes, there's no question about it. But any of the research that I've seen when they've tested non-GMO or just regular you know, food that's not organic, non-GMO, nothing, and they see the pesticide exposure compared to actual certified organic, there's usually a marked decrease, significant, huge difference in these compounds as far as what they have in them when it comes to organic foods. So again, really, really important. You continue to make sure you're doing the best you can to eat as clean as you can, especially if you're having a baby or you're planning on getting pregnant, because that nine months, especially when you're building that baby, it is crucial on what you put in your body, meaning you want to make sure you're getting proper nutrients like the ultimate multiple or the prenatals, the folate that we have, the folate max, the 5-MTHF, the omega-3 fats, the B-complex. We have kits on the website. If you need anything, give us a call. I'll be happy to give you information on it. Steve's really good with that info as well, and we have it all on the website for all your needs. But again, this is becoming a problem. Glad to see dicamba's gotten dropped. Glyphosate still on the market. Surprise, surprise. But again, this is why it's important to educate yourself and other people about what's out there so you can do the best you can to avoid some of these things that they blatantly told you. They, they're telling you what this compound does to you. They're telling you what it does. They're not trying to hide it. They're not even trying to say, well, we don't know. Whoopsie. They're coming out of the research saying this is what it does to young children. Beware. Just like they kind of basically tried to do now with the shot, except they did it multiple years. The shot was such a lie. That was one of the biggest problems with the shot is they came out and told everybody it's 95% safe and effective. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. There's no side effects at all. Even though they knew all the research that they did during the testing for the whopping three months that they did it on with, uh, with uh, basically with Monsanto. Not with Monsanto, with um, uh, 
it was uh, Pfizer. 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 I could read all these companies with Pfizer. They knew what it did. So again, this is what's important to do your own research, Dad. Well, no, you're right. And the thing about glyphosate, it causes like 26 different types of cancer. Yeah. You know, uh, Dr. Gary Null wrote a really good article on that. You guys can look it up online. I've posted it before. I'd have to try to find it again on, you know, the 26 different types of cancers that are caused by glyphosate. And it's a bad product. It really, really is. I mean, you know, I understand that some people say they have to use it every once in a while for whatever. But usually salt works just as good, especially like with driveways, et cetera. And if you're going to have kids running around in the yard, you don't need to be using glyphosate in any areas where they're no. going to be running around. By the way, the CDC is now going to drop the five-day COVID isolation guidelines for people who test positive after nearly four years. You know, it's just it's sad to me that this has been going on for four years now. Health agency would instead urge people to decide whether they wanted to end the isolation. Those with mild and improving symptoms but with no fever don't need to isolate. You know, the Centers for <laughs> Disease Control and Prevention planning to drop its five-day COVID isolation guideline report says under the new guidelines, the health agency will said urge people to test positive, basically do their own thing. That those with symptoms were mild and improving no longer be urged to stay away from work or basically, you know, socially distance. The new guidelines revealed by the Washington Post say the shift will not apply to people in hospitals and other healthcare settings. They say that people should only consider themselves to be fever-free if it's been absent for at least 24 hours. Now, here's the irony here. This is the irony. You know, this was the social distancing. This was the 666. This was the COVID isolation. This was not allowed to see people in nursing homes, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're saying, oh, by the way, it really didn't help that much. That's what this is saying. Yeah. There's not much we can do here. And uh, basically from now on, just everything we said was a lie. Your own thing. So everything was a lie. So have fun with that. Sorry that we ruined your lives like we did. <laughs> by, by the way, um, the Senate passes a $95 billion Ukrainian and Israel aid bill without border provisions after an all night session. Speaker Mike Johnson warns insufficient package with only $14 billion for Israel. Only, only, only. Only the updated $95 billion supplemental bill without the border provisions captured the necessary 60 votes needed. The package includes $61 billion for Ukraine. Of course it does. Of course it does. $14 billion for Israel in its war against Hamas. You mean in its genocide against Hamas? Oh, with its genocide against the Palestinians and for the women and children in Gaza? We give them $60, $40 billion for that? With your tax dollar, I will add. And then $4.83 billion to support the partners at Indo-Pacific. We also provide $9.1 billion humanitarian assistance to civilians in Gaza and the West Bank and Ukraine. Wait a minute, so we're giving money to the people in Gaza and the West Bank, $9.15 billion, and also to Ukraine, but we're giving Israel $14 billion to kill the people in, in Gaza. And zero for the United States border. Why don't they just start paying off our mortgages, Austin? $95 billion. I mean, you, you, there's, there's a whole why, lot of Why stuff. don't they help all the people that are massively upside down in their car payments now because of what happened? Yeah. Or why don't they help the people basically who basically have all these student debts? Or why don't they just try to just you know send everybody some money instead of giving? If we're going, if we're going into national debt, we're running up the money and we're printing the printing machines at maximum speed. Exactly. If we're going to run hyperinflation, let's run hyperinflation. But again, they don't want the peasants to. Yeah, the the sprawling ninety-five billion dollar bill captured the necessary sixty senators needed to send the legislation to the House Tuesday morning after a rare all-night session, ending in a seventy to twenty-nine vote. But it faces an uncertain fate. You know, I mean, I just unbelievable. We're funding the slaughter of the people in Gaza. And yet we're giving the people in Gaza who are being slaughtered funding. I mean, this is mind-boggling to me. It, it really, really is. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier in the show. Find out who you can't criticize. Yep. And you'll find out who rules you. You know, I remember uh, Trafficking, James Trafficking. He was, he, was, he was a congressman. He came out and said that Israel runs both houses of the Congress, the Senate and the House. And he basically came out against them. Of course, they promptly put him in prison for seven years. 
But the reality is, is that, you know, he, he finally ended up killing, getting killed in a quote unquote, a tractor accident. But the sad part about it is, is that you always have to ask yourself that question. Has the Schofield reference Bible and the conservatives and primarily the Baptists, let's not pick on anybody but the Baptists today, you know, who pushed this Schofield reference Bible, who have pushed the rapture, who've pushed all of this stuff so hard with their tens of millions of followers in the United States, with their undying and unwavering support for Israel. How do you really feel about this Baptist? Now, I speak to you as a former Baptist. I used to go to the Baptist church. I go to Lutheran church now. But how do you feel about the slaughtering of women and children with your tax dollars? Are you okay with that? I'm, I'm asking you a question. Where, where's the love of Christ in this? When Jesus said, you know, bring the little children unto me. Don't harm them. It would be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck than you'd be thrown into the deepest part of the sea than harm these little ones. How do you feel about them using machine guns on the little ones? I'm asking the question here. I just, just want to know what you think. Why do you think that's okay? Why are you not standing against what your pastor is saying in the pulpit and saying, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to support this. So I'm curious about all this. I mean, it, but the, again, this has been going on for 100 years with a massive brainwashing through the seminaries as far as what we're supposed to believe and not supposed to believe. So it's, it's mind-boggling to me that we're actually in the middle. And you know what I find funny about this bill, though? So the original bill that failed, what, two weeks ago? had like $20 billion to go to the southern border. The whole bill completely collapsed. They wouldn't support it. So now they bring a new bill back. They drop all the money out for national security mm-hmm. and keep all the money in for every other country's border security but ours. I find that just mind-boggling to the highest degree. And again, that's what we're talking about. And you know, it's ironic you brought the car thing. It's interesting here. The New York Fed survey just published it earlier this week indicate the fourth quarter of 2023 auto loan delinquencies reached levels not seen since the Great Recession more than a decade ago. They said the rate at which car owners are behind on their payments are the highest level since 2010. Almost 8% were behind on their car payments right now. Almost 8%. And this was something that, you know, Dad and I warned we everybody warned. about the last couple of years when you had the uh, the pumping scheme, you know, when, when you saw these vehicles. And it, it had a lot of people got in good. They got in, got, they got out good because you could buy these cars. You could drive them for six months, turn around, sell them, and make money sometimes for what you bought them for break even. The problem that I told everybody is when the dealers and all these people started getting really greedy, you know, I, remember I told you I went to a Honda dealership and I was looking for a Honda Civic for somebody. They had like almost an eight nine thousand dollar total addendum markup on a Honda Civic sticker was like twenty two thousand twenty three thousand MSRP. It was going to end up being like over thirty thousand before tax tag title because they had all these different add-ons on there. You know, ceramic interior paint coverage and exterior paint coverage. Oh, they had nitrogen in the air or the tires. They had the all these protection package market value assessment on it. What happened was you got these people that financed thirty five forty thousand dollars on a car that MSRP for 22,000. Now all of a sudden they go to trade this car back in a year later, two years later now, and the market's readjusted. Now that car's worth 16, 17, 18,000. It's a Honda, probably would only lost a couple grand off MSRP, but they still owe $30,000 on it. It's so difficult to keep these payments up. So again, that's why I told everybody, be very careful. When you're buying vehicles, if you're getting into something that you know you can move around or you can drive and you can do this, run it but again sometimes you got to be very careful because something be very very risky especially when you're dealing with some people getting you know nine and ten percent interest rates on these loans dad so that's why i want to bring that up there's we're seeing delinquency rate pretty high right now well you know i was talking to a dealership uh, who were friends of mine and i told them you know i asked them about that and they said that they're getting a lot of cars that are being traded in they can't get the people out of yeah so they'll owe upside 40, down they'll owe forty thousand dollars car that's worth 18 yeah and they have to come out with a twenty two thousand dollar out-of-pocket payment in order just to, to get, get the, the car gone the yeah car gone, and they can't get them out and I had another friend of mine, she basically traded in a BMW that she had and you know, a couple of years ago that she was upside down on the payments. 
and she finally had like $10,000 in negative equity in that, and they had to finance that and roll that into the current car. So now the current, she owes like 17000 on the current car. It's worth like six. You know, so so it's a twelve thousand dollar difference in the end, or you know, ten ten ten, 10 or will be twelve, be eleven thousand dollar difference from six to seventeen. The problem is, is that now you have to come up with that cash to come out of it, or you have to do it again. And, and the issue that's it's recurring now, and this is why it's getting so bad, is because you know you might be able to jump out of that if you had to, if you start throwing double payments and throwing principal payments, when you make the regular payment and then throw principal payment when you're at you know one point nine, two point nine percent interest no, rates. When you're starting with nine and ten percent interest rates now, it becomes very very difficult to try to get out from and under. Then, these and that's vehicles. why we warned our listeners years ago. We said just stick with the car you got right yep. now if it still runs. Don't be running out and trade one. Just let it, let it be right yep. now. And, I, and, so, and so many people got in so much trouble with that. Yeah. And by the so, way, we love you guys. and I appreciate you, too. You guys are absolutely amazing to me and amazing to Austin. You're amazing to our families. And if you didn't support Health Masters and get your vitamins from us, your multiple vitamins and your deodorants and all the rest of the stuff that we have, if you didn't support us, we simply couldn't be there supporting you. Thank you for uh, endorsing the shows. I'm not going to compromise the show neither, neither is Austin. Now, we're not perfect. We do things wrong sometimes. And sometimes our cameras are a little bit off and, Heads cut off. Sometimes we make soft. people mad. Sometimes we make people mad, but the thing is, we're doing the best we can. We appreciate the sincerity that you have towards us. We thank you for your love, and I wish you nice. I pray for you guys on a regular basis. You guys, have thank you. Absolutely, guys. You need anything? Healthmasters.com Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now. Product of the week. Be sure to grab it if you want it. It'll be on sale one last day for over fifteen. How do you do that? Without a slide off the end. Dude, that's me. Come on. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I do. <laughs> So thank you guys again for the support. If you need anything, call us 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you guys out the best we can. Or email us if you got any questions. We try to stay up on top of them. Dad and I do. We do get backlogged sometimes. But again, that's where we also have the phone number. We actually pick up our phone still. So give us a call if you need anything. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Love you guys. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.